Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Network. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Omerenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. The Friday Night Free Show has begun. We've got a full house uh, this Friday. Steve Merrill kicks it with us. Tony Finn, straight from the strip of Las Vegas, Nevada. Mick Aussie will join us as well. We'll hit the diamond. We'll hit the grid. Uh, the countdown is on. And, in fact, next Saturday, college football uh, will be being played. NFL football now just a couple of weeks away. Uh, regular season, of course, uh, kickoff on Thursday night, September the 9th, Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we'll start off with a diamond uh, right now. Big-time stuff going on. The Los Angeles Dodgers trying to um, trying to uh, catch the San Francisco Giants. And I think they will. And the Dodgers are currently winning, and the Giants are currently losing. We've talked about the Giants just, like, never stumbling at all. And... Um, I don't know if they're going to stumble, but I think the Dodgers are going to just sort of keep on chipping away. All right? And uh, Walker Buehler could be chipping away at the Cy Young uh, as well. So Dodgers up uh, 3-1. It's 2-1 for Oakland. And we'll get into the baseball with Tony and with Merrill. And listen, nothing is ever easy at any time. And oh, it's easy money. It's easy this. There's nothing, you know what I mean? There's nothing easy about anything in life. But Major League Baseball... Man, there's some teams that are really just like, you know, the, the, you look at the streaks, and I'm always scared of this. I always get weary of it because it's like, wow, they've lost 12 in a row. They're really going to lose 13 in a row. They're really going to lose 14 in a row. They're really going to lose 15 in a row. They're going to lose 16 in a row. Like, I figure the more a team loses eventually that the mathematical probability tells us they're probably going to win, right? But no, no, not with Baltimore. So Baltimore now up to 16 consecutive losses. Atlanta are smoking. And Atlanta, you know, listen, Atlanta got bad teams at the right time and they're taking advantage of it. Meanwhile, Philadelphia has had to deal with tough teams at the wrong time. They're not dealing with it very well. But how about, uh, so the Alters lost uh, 16 consecutive games now. And the Texas Rangers have now lost 17 of their last 18 or now make it 19 of their last uh, 20 road games. 17 and 18. I think it's 18 of the last 19. That's it. 18 of the last 19. They've won one road game, guys, in like the last two months type of thing. (laughs) They don't win on the road. 
And I swear, so the game that they did want on the road, they won in Seattle. And I was on Seattle that night. So we'll break down the numbers. Major League Baseball will get you caught up to date uh, with the Major League Baseball futures. And I do think the Dodgers are going to win a division. And it's time to pull the trigger because they're going to become bigger favorites, especially if if the the results uh, end up the way that they are. Calgary's beating Montreal right now. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Rage. It's the Friday Night Free Show. We're back in black. Let's do this thing. Steve Merrill, Wager Talk will kick, kick it with us. Uh, Tony Finn, Wager Talk uh, will step up and in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Mick Aussie uh, will talk CFL football with Mick, NFL football with Mick, and AFL football. Uh, with uh, Mick is the countdown to the National Football League uh, regular season is on college football. Now, technically, well, we're into the overnight hours, so technically it is just one week away right now. And that's, you know what? That's good. That's a cool thing. All right, I'm ready for some college uh, football. NFL preseason tonight, we uh, we went one and one. We went one and one. We're now 14 and five in the preseason. Um, after going one and one this evening, we cashed the ticket with the Cincinnati Bengals. I did not think that Washington should be five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, and I was correct. And we lose uh, with the Arizona Cardinals plus three-and-a-half, which I kind of should have known better, only because, listen, I didn't – maybe you know, everyone was like, oh, Mahomes is playing, and Mahomes and stuff. It's like, yeah, so what? You know, and I, as I stated, people overemphasize the starters playing in the preseason too much. Like, Mahomes played, he ate up like half the damn first quarter, more than half of the first quarter on a drive, and they got three points out of it. You know what I mean? It's not like he was, you know, how many possessions was he really going to get? But the thing with Arizona is they just truthfully do not care. They just, they seem to not care about preseason games, Arizona. It's something to think about moving forward, but I don't know. Like, to me, I look at a team like Kansas City that's good, and they've got their starters out there, and they're trying, and... And then you got a bad team, and you get these bad teams in the NFL that, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We'll just, we're going to turn it on when the regular season starts. It's like, I don't know. You've never turned it on before. Teams that are better than you are taking it more seriously than you right now. You know, Arizona had injury problems. Um, they've got COVID issues still, which is kind of a problem. And honestly, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I was bullish on Arizona in the offseason. I like what they've done. You know, I, and I thought that, you know, I think this football team can win some football games, but I don't like what I've seen from them in camp. I don't like what I've seen from them in the, in the preseason games. I don't like the, the constant COVID stuff. They seem to be not, like, they're definitely not all vaxxed on that team. They always have guys out with COVID. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Rance. It's the Friday Night Free Show. Great to be back. Back in the chair. As, of course, uh, we went to the football game. Uh, last night, the BC Lions and the Edmonton Elks. Uh, we did not get the result uh, that we wanted, uh, but I did enjoy myself nevertheless. Um, great, uh, great time. It was great to be in a uh, football game. I hadn't been in a football game since um, since the XFL. <laughs> it's like a, a footnote in history. Like I said, I was at the last XFL game. Um, yeah, I was at the XFL. It's funny, you know what I mean? You go, go to XFL games, and uh, next thing you know, the sports world shuts down. I did not go to an NFL game last year. Um, this year, I plan, I hope, to see a few NFL games. That's sort of my deal. Like, I like to go, like, at least, you know, once a year. And, man, like, NFL, we've talked about in the past, and going to NFL games, it's, it's an ordeal. It takes all day, and let's be real. Gamblers don't like going to games. <laughs> like, Gamblers don't want to go to games because they miss the other games, right? So I don't, I don't like. That's why I, I don't mind like the Monday night football or the Thursday night, like sort of. Man, man, we talked about this with Teddy, and I said to Teddy, "Do you go to Raider games?" He's like, "No," but he goes, "I'm going to go to like a Thursday or a Monday type of game because there's nothing going on at the same time against it," which which I totally get, and it'll be interesting to see now with the vaccination stuff and. I don't know, like cashless stadiums. You know, I wasn't a fan of the cashless stuff uh, only because, you know, the machines weren't reliable, the lines are slower, everything's slower. Now, speaking of cash, this is pretty crazy. Doritos pays team $20,000 after viral puffy chip. Um, Thirteen-year-old kid found a puffy Dorito. What, 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 what's the, and she actually took a, a picture of it and says, should I eat this or is this valuable? And Doritos is paying them uh, $20,000. What the hell's going on in this world, man? They were like, oh. so th- this, this is insane. She put the chip up for sale on online for 99 cents. And within an hour, it was up to $5,000. And Doritos, Doritos came in and gave her 20K. <laughs> there's like, you know what I mean? There's like, you know, homeless people right now suffering. There's like, you know, scientists and doctors trying to cure cure diseases and, you know, don't have enough money. <laughs> this 13-year-old girl gets 20K for finding a stupid Dorito. I'm looking at the Dorito. I don't see what's so special about it. I'll tell you that. So it's a, it's a deformed Dorito. 
20K. So what, people are paying for this stuff now? That's locked out. And Doritos isn't, the, the reason Doritos is paying her because they respect her entrepreneurial spirit, they say. That's a, I don't know, man. I guess we're just getting old. The world is like whack. I don't really even understand this story. Like, why would Doritos, why would, why would they pay, why would anybody pay anything for a deformed, puffy Dorito chip? Like, I don't, it, that's not a collectible. <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm way off base. It's one of these deals, this NFT stuff. Um, this, this NFT stuff. Is it, is it a craze? Is it a fad? Um, you know? Probably, but some people are making money off of it. All right, so speaking of making money, and we discussed this um, earlier, baseball right now, man. Now, listen, there's, there's very chalky, so you have to pick your spots. And we looked at the board tonight, and it was like, all right, these guys should win, these guys should win, those guys, etc. I figured, listen, why, why overcomplicate things? Atlanta are hot, Baltimore are not. Baltimore have lost 15 in a row. And, um, and, and Texas can't win on the road. So I parlayed the Braves and the Red Sox, and it was a win. Yet, I, I'm going to give credit to myself. <laughs> but I'm going to give credit to my, my gut. And in which, like, you know, the Blue Jays are, Blue Jays were 9-2 and two at the Rogers Center um, so far this year. They played 11 games in Toronto only, and they won nine of them. And, they, you know, they went back home. They were playing the Tigers tonight. And, you know, I'm sure a ton of people had the Jays in, in parlays and all oh, the Jays are at home. They're going to beat Detroit. I just, my gut told me, you know what? This is going to be trouble for the Jays. This is going to be trouble. And I didn't take it. And I'm glad. Like, I picked the right spots as far as the parlay was concerned. Now, I even cashed a ticket with the Detroit Tigers in-game. Like, if you tune in the game, the game time decisions, it's something to keep your eye on, guys, all right, with baseball. There's still, you know, there's still six weeks left or whatever, so five weeks left. There's still time to make money off of this. But when a team, like, these numbers are whacked, man. So, like, the Blue Jays are nearly three-to-one favorites in a game. They score one damn run, they turn into, like, six-to-one favorites. Like, that's not normal, and it should, it's not right. Like, it doesn't make sense, and, you know, we've got to take advantage of that. So, like, basically, and, man, I should have just taken the Tigers on, on the money line, but, like, basically, the Jays were too heavily favored to begin with. All right? What was it? Minus 270, 290, whatever the hell in that range. So, they're these massive favorites. Then they score one run, and then suddenly, next thing you know, it's minus 550, minus 600. They're winning by one. They're winning by one. And they're minus 600? The boots, like, they, they, they have a bad bullpen? And you're going to lay that type of juice? So what I like to do when, I, when you see that stuff is run line, baby. So, like, basically, if, if they're minus 600, then you're going to be able to get plus 2.5, plus 3.5, hell, maybe even plus 4.5, <laughs> you know what I mean, at a decent price. Like, think about that, guys. Like, I'm not calling myself a genius for this. I'm saying these are some bad lines. Like, it's, like, whacked out. So, it was one nothing for the Blue Jays. They were minus 600. It was one nothing for the Blue Jays, and they did have runners on second and third. So, that's where I will give myself credit. 
because it was ballsy to pull the trigger and take the Tigers when there was runners on second and third because the game could have got blown open, but that's when you get the value, right? So I got the Tigers, guys, at plus three and a half, minus 130. Plus three and a half. So it's a one-run baseball game. They're in the fifth inning, I should add, and I'm getting three and a half runs. They ended up winning the damn game outright which I wish I had, but I did not. But, you know, we've talked about this a lot with baseball and the journey, the process of the long season. And the Jays, the Jays don't have it, right? I don't know what it is they're missing. Is it, is it grit? Leadership? Is it just quite frankly, their bullpen sucks, right? But, I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not I'm not in the room. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not around the team. I think maybe it is. Maybe it's just youth. You know, that maybe the Blue Jays aren't as good as people like, you know, thought they or like accelerated them a little bit too much because they got a bunch of young stars. But we've talked about this like the the month of August and then the start of September. There's different barriers and levels and hurdles that you have to jump over and cross. To, to stay alive in this thing. And it's slipping away on the Jays. Like, every one of these just games, they add up, man. The late night anger management class, this is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This team is fired up. We came here to play. All right. Lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of men. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Momo, $23 on New York. So we wait on Steve Merrill, Mr. Reliable, Steve Merrill, um, AWOL so far this evening. Uh, keep me posted, uh, Matthias, uh, at our switchboard. <laughs> uh, yeah, keep, keep, keep me posted. Now, Merrill, uh, listen, man, Merrill's been coming on the show for, um, I don't know, for about 15 years, 16 years, 15 plus years type of stuff with us. And uh, whatever Steve. If, if something comes up, because Steve, I know Steve coaches baseball and stuff, but when stuff, when he's on the road or whatever, he'll always let us know in advance. 
and we did not get any warning this evening. So we hope everything's all right with uh, with Merrill, um, and we'll we'll await word on Merrill. We got Tony Finn on the radar uh, this evening, and uh, Mick Aussie, but I don't know. Might be one of these nights where like uh, it's like an episode of the Twilight Zone. We're just alone, right? Everyone's vanished. Everyone's vanished, but we're here. Uh, it's good to be back in the chair. Uh, great, uh, great game time decisions uh, today. Uh, had a good time with the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, and we did well. We gave you guys some good picks. So we hit the baseball parlay tonight. We hit the in game uh, with the Detroit Tigers plus three and a half. Um, we hit the uh, Cincinnati Bengals plus the points, getting five and a half against Washington, but we lose. Uh, with Kansas City and Arizona. I took Arizona, and I was saying earlier, man, you know, the thing with Arizona is I think they're going to be all right, but they're – Kyler Murray and – and it's funny because everyone talks about Kingsbury not being a defensive guy, but Arizona's defense has been good. Like, like Arizona's defense has never been a problem. Like, oh, it's Cliff Kingsbury and they don't know defense. Their defense has been good. Right? And it's ironically enough the offense with Arizona that needs to pick it up. And as I stated, I just I don't like the vibe of the camp. And now Fitzgerald wants to retire, which, you know, I think they sort of expected anyways when they brought in A.J. Green. But, you know what I'm saying? Like between the COVID, um, between the COVID, them not trying harder, I think, in, in the preseason. Yeah, like I said, like earlier, like you notice it's teams that have won before actually take the preseason serious, and these bad teams don't take the preseason serious. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, you know, I was talking about that the other day, about like, you know, emulating and copying successful people. So, like you look at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have won 18 straight um, preseason games, and the Ravens are a good regular season team, right? And speaking of which... The Ravens are gunning for the record tomorrow. And I think if you're going to bet this, bet it now, bet it tonight, because tomorrow it's going to be talked about more. Like, nobody knew that Baltimore was really good in the preseason besides preseason gamblers. And it was like a nice little secret, right? But now it's it's out there. Only, you know what I mean, you got to be a hardcore fan to know that type of stuff. But tomorrow it'll be out there. It'll be on the websites tomorrow and stuff. Like, you know, CBSSports.com, ESPNSI.com and stuff. You'll see tomorrow, uh, you know, Ravens gunning for record type thing. And, and then people are going to start to jump on it, right? So, like, the, um, the Ravens have won 18 constri- consecutive preseason football games. They haven't lost a game since 2015 in the preseason. And the all-time record is 19. The Green Bay Packers in 1959 to 1962 won 19 straight preseason games with Vince Lombardi. So that, that's another, like, example. And now let me see, Matthias. Steve Merrill just tweeted the show. He just retweeted. Are we having other uh, phone issues? <laughs> oh. All right. I've been informed Merrill will be joining us. I want to get to the bottom of this. Is that Steve Merrill? Steve Merrill. I was just, we were wondering, Steve, Mr. Reliable. And I'm like, you know, we hope everything's all right. And then I see you retweeted the show. 
And I just told Matthias, hey, what's going on here, Matthias? You know, we got a problem with our phone lines that we're unaware of? What's going on? But Merrill's in the house. What's up, Merrill? Yeah, I actually told Matthias, I was like, I got all the game there. I told him after Tuesday, I'm going to be traveling Friday. I'm going to let him know I can't do the show. And then today I was like, I'm going to still do it. I'll do it by my phone while I'm traveling. You know me, Gabe. Oh. I can't miss. Oh, you're Squeezing hardcore. it in. You were going to tap out. You decided I can't tap out. <laughs> I was like, I can still travel and talk. So what are you what are you on the road? You driving? Yeah, just a little short trip back, but um yeah, I knew I wouldn't be back in the office tonight, but yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah, it's all good. It's 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 all good. So yeah, thanks for uh thanks thanks for joining us. So I'm just talking uh, I was, you know, Steve, I was talking about the preseason and and I'm not calling Arizona out for losing, right? But and I look at Arizona, all right, you know, you know you guys don't really try that hard. You see you know, Cincinnati rolling guys out. I get it. You don't want to play Burrow, but I don't know. I mean, they played Mahomes tonight. You know what I mean? Kansas City played Mahomes, right? Tom Brady played. And I'm just noticing, Steve, that good teams that have had success before take the preseason seriously. And teams that haven't won before, that are kind of clown franchises, don't take it seriously and think they're just going to flick the switch. And, and I, don't, I don't really understand that. Like, if you look at the correlation, I was just talking about Baltimore, Steve. Right? So they've won 18 straight games in, in the preseason. Baltimore's won 18 straight. Um, you look at, um, you, you look at um, tonight, the Kansas City Chiefs. If, if any team, Steve, could say, we don't need to start and play our quarterback for one snap in the preseason, it's the Chiefs and Mahomes. Because Mahomes is good enough just to be ready to go in week one. But no, they put him out there because they want to get him ready. They want to get him hit a little bit. I'm just fascinated by that, Steve. And I was saying earlier, like, like success isn't hard. It's, it's in life where emulate successful people, right? Copy success. And I know I just don't understand why some of these middling franchises don't take the preseason seriously at all. And think they're just going to flick the switch when, when, when it's game time, Steve. And teams and players that have won Super Bowls before take it more seriously. And that the losing teams don't learn that lesson, Steve. It baffles me. Yeah, it was interesting. I was listening to Andy Reid tonight. They wanted to get Mahomes work. I think he threw like 18 passes. And keep in mind, he'd had surgery in the offseason. The offensive yeah. line was decimated during the Super Bowl. And they got embarrassed 31-9. So, yeah, that was a statement game for Kansas City tonight, really just to get their offense going. The question is, after two straight wins now, as an underdog, you know, do they take their foot off the pedal next week in game three, which yes. could very well be like the old week four. And we've talked about, you know, which teams are going to look at week two, which are going to look at week three. And I think we have a very interesting situation where half of them are doing it this week, half of them might do it next week, and you have to kind of yep. pick and choose when to use them. Yeah, it's so annoying, Steve, isn't it? Just to make our lives harder again. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, you know, because it, it used to be simple. Be like, all right, week three, we know these guys are all going to play in a half. And some coaches like to play their guys into the third quarter to get them, get them you know, coming out of the room and get that feeling going. Um, but you're, you're bang on, Steve. Me personally, Steve, if I'm the coach, I'm going like this was the dress rehearsal game tonight for Kansas City. This was the one. Like, I bet you you'll see, Steve, the next one, they'll go right back to the backups. But I personally, Steve, with no fourth one, I would go, I would use the third one, Steve. Because it's too long now to play your dress rehearsal game until all the way until September 12th now, Steve. You know what I mean? 
Like, I would want to play the, the, the third game, and then I'd be fine. We played hard. We're off for two weeks, and then we start the season. That's the way I would do it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because I was listening to Mahomes in the press conference tonight, and he was saying, you know, I wanted to get the, the fluidity back and get my feet wet and get the signal calls. I'm thinking the same thing. Like, he's going to be sitting now for two weeks. Wouldn't you rather have that one-week gap like you yeah, have during a yeah. bye week or during the NFL yeah. playoff bye? Um, I guess the only other way to look at it is if some injuries happened, yes, it gives him an extra week yeah. to heal. I think that's I kind of what Andy Reid was thinking probably. But, yeah, I'm with you, Gabe. I think it's going to be 50-50 how teams approach it. Yeah, I think you're bang on, Steve. You're exactly right as far as, um, well, why? what's the pros and cons? Well, yeah, you know, we're not going to play a real game now for another three weeks but or two weeks, et cetera. But um, if somebody gets hurt, as you stated, that is an extra – that's a long time. It's an extra time for them to get to, – to heal and be ready. I went one and one tonight, Steve. And it was dangerous, but I took Cincinnati, even though they didn't have Joe Burrow and all that type of stuff. I, t- I just thought five and a half was a little bit too high for Washington to be legs, Steve. Yeah, keep in mind, last week, the only game that was over like three and a half, four, of course, was Tampa laying six against Cincinnati. So, I mean, the Bengals have been like the play against teams so far in the preseason <laughs> for everybody. And in hindsight, you know, there really is no such thing probably as a play against team in the preseason. I mean, the one that's going to be interesting to I me, mean, Demar Gabe is Minnesota. You know, Zimmer was on that 20-5 yeah. and five run. They got blown out last week. Denver had a really good quarterback rotation. We talked about Minnesota's problems in the locker room with their quarterbacks. And then also, you know, there was that pick six. We talk, You mentioned last week, like, the only way these games get over is, like, with the defensive touchdown. And I thought of you in that early Saturday afternoon game last week when Minnesota gave one up. It'll um, be interesting to see how Zimmer bounces back off a bad loss. Very good point, Steve. Boy, we got one more segment with Merrill on the other side. Kick it with us on the highway. He's like Judas Priest. He's heading up to the highway. Late night anger management class. Yeah, Minnesota were humiliated, and, and, and they were really bad. And Zimmer doesn't like that. He takes it serious. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. NFL preseason games aren't the only thing going under CFL. Finally gets an over. Now, there was one over on the year, but it was 8-1 and one to the under through nine games. Tonight's uh, Montreal and Calgary uh, game goes over the number. Um, actually, a pretty uh, pretty competitive and entertaining uh, football game. Um, Steve Merrill uh, kicking with us on the road. We appreciate uh, Steve uh, joining us. Uh, so, Steve, we were talking NFL preseason. You're right. So, 
Guys, that's the thing. There's three preseason games this year, and now that's the challenge of, all right, the dress rehearsal, Who, who's taking it seriously, who is it? Yet, you can look at Steve. Washington took the game seriously tonight. They, you know, they had Fitzpatrick out there. They had Heineke out there. And I think there's almost too much emphasis. Like, my point tonight, Steve, and I took both underdogs, so I went one and one I get the split, but... People are like, oh, how are you going to do that? There's no Burrow and Washington playing their guys. And then, you know, you got Mahomes. And, and I noticed, like, Mahomes, Steve, played. But one of the drives, Steve, was like 10 minutes. So, like, all right, there's there's the first quarter. And then he, like, I think he was on the field for two two series. Because Arizona ate some clock. He ate some clock. And then next thing you know, all right, they put Chad Henney in. So, I think there's a little bit too much of an emphasis sometimes People will blindly just think because the starters are playing, the team's going to win, Steve. So I went one and one. But what I was going to say, guys, is there's a pattern, right, when you look to coaches. You know, like Harbaugh. Harbaugh is now 13-1 and one in the first week. We talked about it last week. Um, you know, Gruden's another one I'm interested in here. Gruden. So Gruden, guys, had never lost in week one. And he was 10-0, and 0, and he won in week one. Well, in week two, Gruden's 3-6. and six, All right? And... And, and, and he's five and four in week threes, which is supposed to be the dress rehearsal game. So, you know, it's, it's tricky, Steve. So what do you think about Zimmer tomorrow? Are you willing to back them? I used to blindly bet these guys in the preseason, but I don't like this Vikings team this year. Yeah, and it's interesting, by the way, another team that got blown out last week as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite was Green Bay, another team that's got, you know, had some quarterback issues this year. Um, so, you know, we talk about quarterback rotation. We talk about motiva- motivation, you know. When you got quarterback controversies or you know disharmony in the locker room, I guess that covers both grounds. Both those teams lost by double digits last week as favorites. Um, I, I do think it's a concern going forward, but I do like in general games to look at teams off bad performances because that goes back to motivation. And you know teams might say they don't care about the preseason, but it is still a tune-up. And if you don't play well, you don't look good. It's just human nature to come in a little bit harder. You know, so that would get me looking at some of those teams last week that didn't play well, but. There are some intrinsic factors that concern you still. Now, you can't bet anything blindly, but I will tell you, and I'm doing well, Steve. I'm 14-5 and five in the preseason, but I haven't played a lot of totals, Steve. I haven't played a lot of these unders, and these games keep going under. You've been betting the unders. You've been giving them out, and what do you think? Does the under party continue this weekend? Look, both games went under tonight. Yeah, actually, I've not had a totals play yet, but uh, obviously the unders <laughs> continue to cash, like you said. Um, and, you know, we thought, a lot of us thought in week two here, you know, you'd see more offense, more dress rehearsal. Uh, but like you said, it wasn't the case tonight, even with Kansas City, one of the best offensive teams in football, playing Mahomes, you know, for 18 pass attempts. Um, by the way, they're up 10 nothing at the half. They covered the first half. Arizona covers the second half. Redskins are up 6-3 at the half. You know, and they were a three-and-a-half-point favorite maybe. And so, you know, overall, once again, these games kind of come down to the second, second half randomness. Um, Redskins, actually, the football team was three, three and a half. They won by three in the first half. So, you know, depending on when you play these full halves or full games or first halves make a difference as well. Steve Merrill with us. Yes, Washington football team, Steve. I can't wait till they have a new name, Steve. Armada. So like, you know, then, then, yeah, then it'll finally stick. Uh, it'll finally stick. Dear God, I'm sweating out. There's a CFL game, Steve. We're coming down to the last play here. My stream might be a little behind, but there's literally one play, one second left. And, man, Vernon Adams, I don't know if you remember Steve, Vernon Adams, quarterback for the Ducks, 
Uh, he was on the Oregon Ducks. Uh, he's the Montreal Alouette quarterback. He had the guy open in, their, in the end zone, bro. He's wide open, and he one-hopped it. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you got to – like, that's the game. That's the difference. Like, just – you got to gotta, gotta throw a fastball. Got to throw a fastball. So, yeah, the total was 43 in this game. And a backup quarterback for Calgary. And, Steve, it's amazing in the CFL. Dude, the underdogs are killing it. The unders have been killing it. Well, I was talking about baseball earlier, Steve. Baltimore now lost 16 in a row. Texas have won one road game, like 17 of their last 18 road games they've lost. There's been a lot of streaks going on in sports recently, Steve. Yeah, it's amazing to me, actually, how bad some baseball teams have been this year. And Baltimore's a good one to talk about, like you said. I mean, they lost 20 straight road games earlier. Now they've lost 16 overall. Arizona lost 24 straight road games right after that, which is the most since 1900, over 100 years of baseball. Um, so in, a, in an era we think we have so much parity and so much weirdness going on, I've seen more 2 and $3 favorites over the last month than I ever remember seeing in recent years this early. I yeah. can only yeah. imagine what it's going to get like in September. We're going to see some $4 favorites probably. And, you know, I was talking, you know, and here's Adams scrambling back to pass. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. So, Steve, the Alouettes, the Montreal needed a touchdown. They needed a touchdown. Did he catch the ball on the goal line and he's not in? Oh, my God. Because I, I see the referee says it's a catch. But where is he? Oh, no. That's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. His feet were in the end zone. That's a touchdown. Oh, my God, Merrill, like, uh, like this, the game is literally on the line, bro. Like, there's no time on the clock, Steve. You know, they're down by six. They threw it into the end zone, and, like, he caught it literally on the goal line and fell out of bounds. But it was one of those, his feet were in the end zone. So what, what's going on? Is it under, what the hell's going on here? What? Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. He, 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 was, he was in the end zone. I just lost a bet. Oh, my God. Sorry, Steve. I'm going to leave you hanging here, but, like, no, 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 no. Look, 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 look at the damn replay. He's in there. Look. But nah, it's, yeah, it's a good call. I'm biased, Steve. It's a good call. Is it one feet or two in the CFL? One. one That's what I one. thought. It's like more like college rules, right? I thought, I, yeah, I saw from another angle here. It was close. He needed to do a better job of bringing the ball in. It was one of the deals, Steve. He was in the end zone, but the ball wasn't. And I thought it was one of those bang, bang, and hey, if he had it, he's in the end zone. That's a touchdown, but I can't argue it. Like, his feet were on the goal line, Steve, but the ball was in at the one, and when he went out of bounds, bro. And I saw him hit the pylon because I was like, oh, that's a touchdown because he even hit the pylon, but no, he hit the pylon on the way out. <laughs> like, God, what a way to lose a game, man. Holy crap. 
That's like the wow. second time in three Fridays that I've like vicariously lived through the CFL season with you. This is the most CFL action I've had in like decades. And you know what, Steve? It's the second game this year in three weeks only in the CFL. That And there's only four games a week. It's the second game, Steve, that a team has lost on the goal line with a pass. It happened in another game where a team needed to win. They threw the ball. They completed it. And Buddy got tackled on the one. And uh, now tonight, same thing. They need a touchdown. He catches it on the goal line, but he's short. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, so as we were saying, Steve, I'm scared of, like, Baltimore. I've been riding because I'm riding the Braves right now. But, like, I'm getting worried. Can they really lose 20 in a row, Steve? Like I was saying earlier, you're a numbers guy. So, like, mathematically, the probability of them winning has to get better, not worse, doesn't it? Like, once you lose 16 in a row? Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, look, we joked about that a few months ago with Arizona when they lost the said twenty-four straight road games. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It was at fifteen or sixteen. No, yeah, can't lose seventeen in a row. Can't lose twenty-one in a row. Can't lose twenty-two in a row. I mean, you know, you're wrong a lot more than you're right. It's catching. That's catching a falling knife. That's a textbook example right there, Gabe. We always talk about that. You're only going to be right one time, but you can you can be wrong another nine or ten times. The, the problem, though is that blindly playing against those teams, you're laying like one to three. In fact, Ralph Michaels, wagertalk.com, had a great tweet the other day that he tagged me in about playing. I think it was something like minus 360 or higher favorites the last five years. Yeah, They've gone like 59 and 11, and they're plus like, it was something like plus 11 units or plus seven units. The share panel was tagged on it also. And we're just saying it's amazing they haven't won more with such small juice. But that's what it comes down to because you're just laying tremendous prices that every one time you lose, you got to win like four times to get break, you know, break even or come out ahead. Yeah, you got to play. And even the run lines are expensive or you put them in parlays. Right. I par, that's what I did, Steve. I parlayed the uh, – I took the Atlanta Braves because uh, against Baltimore and Texas have lost 17 of the last 18 road games. I think it's 18 and 19 now. So, I didn't overthink it. So, guys, yeah, so the Baltimore have now lost 16 consecutive games by multiple runs, tying the second-longest streak in Major League Baseball history. Um, the 1876, 1876 Cincinnati Red Stockings, the only team uh, with a longer streak. So most consecutive losses by more than – so they haven't covered, Steve, the run line once in 16 games. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and I was going to say, I would bet – you know, I didn't have it in front of me, but I was going to say, I'd bet most of the times in all these streaks over the years – you've made money probably laying the one and a half, you know, because most of these losses, like Arizona yeah, also, yeah. they only lost a handful of those by one run. Um, and that's like the Dodgers. You know, the Dodgers the last couple of years, last year especially. Oh, they only waited by one yeah, runs. Exactly. Right. They either lost, they, they literally lost outright as a $2 favorite or they win by two or more, almost like every game. And it was just money in the bank playing either the other team outright or Dodgers minus one and a half. You never wanted to play the Dodgers or any of these big favorites straight up. It just doesn't make sense long term. So if they, just to put it in context, guys, how unheard of it is. What, but, and I brought this up earlier, Steve. <coughs> so excuse me. <coughs> when Baltimore, <coughs> Baltimore lost 12 straight games, Steve, I talked about it. They set a record then. So when they lost 12 straight, they had been outscored by 77 runs in those 12 games, okay? That was the largest margin of deficit of loss for a, a losing streak since the modern era, Steve. All right, so what, 1906, so in the modern era. Now, 
We just talked about it. the Orioles have lost 16 straight games by more than, you know, by multiple runs, by two or more, 16 straight losses. It's never happened, Steve, in the modern era. 1876, Cincinnati Red Stockings. 1885, Buffalo Bisons. 1890, the Philadelphia Athletics. And I, how about this? God, Steve, for a name. Well, you and I always talk names. I never heard of these guys. I didn't know this team name. The Pittsburgh Innocence. Innocence. I, I have not heard that one. Was Hodus Wagner on that team? 1890. Wow. I, I wish I had that guy's baseball card. Hey, Steve. It's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dave. I'll talk to you, buddy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Innocence. So not like uh, I-N-N-O-C-E-N-T-S. Innocence. Not like innocence, but innocence. That's their name. That, like, the hell? I don't really understand how that makes sense. And speaking of what's funny, baseball. Baseball's up to stuff here, huh? And it's never good. Major League Baseball is ending a 70-year partnership with Tops. A 70-year partnership with Tops to work with Fanatics. Fanatics has taken the world over. And I'll tell you what, Fanatics. So how about you guys actually send me the damn stuff I ordered like six weeks ago or eight weeks ago? I keep getting emails from them. We understand that you want, you're excited for your merchandise, but don't worry, it's coming. It's like, when? When? Like, it's, come on, it's ridiculous. I ordered something that somebody else ordered, and they got it like they got it. I didn't even got it yet. You know, like why? Why, why, like, like, so what? Fanatics is going to, so Fanatics, it's like a monopoly. So Fanatics has the, the merchandise deal now. Now they have the cards. Um, I understand what, they're making a sports book now? Is that it too? They're going to have a sports book? Like, and fine, I got no people for that, whatever. And, you know, I've, I've bought other stuff from them, and it came in a more timely fashion. But, you know, why end the partnership with Tops, too? You know what I'm saying? Like, see, like, there should be multiple baseball cards. So now it's just Fanatics. It loses its value. Like, cards will lose its value, too, because it's niche. It's sort of like, well, it's just there's one company, and it's like, whatever. And then they're going to play God with baseball cards. I mean, 70 years, man, you have a relationship with a company. You're just going to end it after 70 years? Pops have been making baseball cards since 1950. 
Like, what the hell are you doing, man? For, like, that guy's a management class, friggin'. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.